0: Hello, once again, you are listening to Sonic Inducers, presented by AdRev. This is Jesse, along with Nick. Nick, how are you, my friend? I am great now. <laughs> uh, this is my first time. Um, I'm, I'm currently in the desert recording this. Very exciting. It's hopefully a little quieter this time. Uh, I don't have anybody doing construction around me. Uh, if but that uh, today's up, episode though... Well, if I was outside, yeah, it's surprisingly not windy, but I say that and, uh, it'll start picking up because it always does out here. It's very predictable sometimes. Uh, today's episode is, is going to be very near and dear to our hearts, at least, um, being fans of the rock and roll as the kids call it these days. Uh, and wanted to start off by, um, talking about Charlie Watts, unfortunately passed away. Um, I didn't know he was 80, um, but I mean, the band, you know, it's been around for a while, but um, a big loss to the music community and specifically the rock and roll community. Because, I mean, come on, the Rolling Stones were one of the most popular, still one of the most popular, one of the first to do it um, and make it mainstream. Well, how uh, about
1: their endurance?
0: I mean, yeah, I think and... they were getting ready to do another tour or something. I mean, they've had how many, uh, you know, final tours, but they they must love it enough to. Hey, I don't uh, know if they've had final
1: tours like Kiss has had twenty
0: final right. tours. Right, you got to make that money somehow. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's. Um, I got to be honest. I thought Keith, Keith Richards. Well, he's going to outlive them all. Basically, that's the truth. That's and the truth. so is Ringo. Ringo is going to be the last Beatle alive. I mean, <laughs> I'll put money on it. It's just how it works. Uh, so, but yeah, that kind of brings us to the topic of uh, it's 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 a topic that's been discussed since the dawn of rock and roll is rock and roll dead. Do we need to save it? How does it still relate to the current climate of music now? Uh, is it relevant? Um, I mean, I have my biased opinions just because that's my genre of choice. Uh, but wanted to dive into, you know, its place in the world and how other bands have survived losing members and how some bands haven't survived, um, losing a key member. Cause it's a, I think there's a lot of luck involved, but also um, chemistry and finding the right person. Um, and it also could be, you know, is it the lead singer? Is it the drummer? Is it the bass player? Is it the guitar player? The the, the, the part they play in the band is also pretty vital. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what, what Mick and the guys decide to do. Um, I haven't heard or seen anything yet. Um, I know Mick Jagger. Does his own music on the side. I'm sure the other guys do too. Um, but my guess is no more Rolling Stones, unfortunately. I'll um, take
1: you on that bet.
0: Yeah, I'll take and I'll take that bet. I like everything else. I'm always kind of late to the party. Um, wasn't a big Rolling Stones fan uh, in my younger days, but once I started playing music and writing it more frequently, you just you're trying to absorb what everyone else is doing or uh, what your contemporaries have listened to so you go back through the catalogs right and i remember buying i think i bought a box set the rolling stones box set and just tried to learn and absorb uh what they were doing um and it was a fun journey so i have my my favorite songs i'm sure they're common to (laughs) what most of the population likes um but yeah uh it's it's a it's a shame i mean we're also getting to a point where our musical heroes are getting older, but we, you know, they're not going to be around for forever. That's, um, that's the truth. So I've been kind of preparing myself for, for, uh, you know, that to happen, but hopefully not for a while. Knock on wood. Listen, I think Eddie Vedder has got many more years under his belt to go. So I think <laughs> sure, I'm okay. sure, I'm sure all those guys are, are going to be around for a bit, but again, how, how you, if you live to a hundred, how long are you going to do this? You know, it's a taxing, lifestyle to be touring and it's grueling man you know it definitely is a young person's game i i will say that long hours in the car uh van whatever you might be in and sleeping in crappy hotel rooms maybe getting four hours of sleep and getting up and doing it all over again it can be fun in your 20s uh but once you hit (laughs) once you're in your 70s well by that point you're probably flying to every gig
1: that's true you got your own you got your own jets Yeah, I, you know, I think it's really interesting, uh, not interesting that um, Charlie passed, but uh, the articles that I've been reading since he has passed, just are supporting his technique as a drummer and how he really, he just all the skill that he had, you know, Um, you know, when um, John Bonham passed from Led Zeppelin, you know, I mean, uh, that was you know, a while ago, but drummers when I was in school and even today just always listed him as uh, the best drummer, best rock and roll drummer ever. And if you ever listen to any Led Zeppelin recordings, you can just see how he's just, we would call it, um, he was uh, building bridges back there. He's just just going crazy. But I'm reading some of those same articles about Charlie Watts, you know, I think he was a little more subtle. I think he was sure. uh, maybe a little sharper in different areas, but um but held the band together. Um and as
0: most every drummer should.
1: As most every drummer should. Trust me, I've played in a couple bands where it's just like the just the tempo is off from, from the get-go and it just
0: Join the club. Join the club, my friend. <laughs> uh I hope I don't piss anybody off. Uh, Some friends of mine who are drummers, but drummers are a different breed of human being. Um, Some of the most interesting people I've ever met. Uh, But yeah, Charlie had, I call it the troubadour style. I don't know if that's the appropriate term, but you know, that jazz, uh, the way he held the stick.
1: Right, right, right. And,
0: And then John Bonham, from what I've read, and I think it's true, I've seen enough live performances, he'd buy the biggest drumstick he could find and then he would flip it around. He'd play with the heavy end not the plane. Oh, and I don't, I'm not a drummer. So I don't know what that part's called. Uh, but to kind of circle it back to, you know, this whole, like, where does rock and roll fit into the music today? I mean, I th- it, rock and roll is always there. I, I think the whole uh, adage of, or, or thought uh, process of oh rock and roll's dead. I mean, I'd never really truly believe that because it's rock and roll is rebellious. It's loud. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's rowdy. Yeah. So it's always going to be there in some form or fashion. Um, Sometimes it might, uh, you know, go under the radar, but if you know where to find it, it's there, it's never going to go away. Um, And, but, you know, if you want to look at like a top 40 billboard chart, yeah, maybe, maybe it's not like mainstream, but there's plenty of it out there, especially now with everyone being able to record their own music, you know, at home and releasing it. Um, through a distributor, um, it's pretty easy to get your music out there as opposed to, you know, prior to the innovations with home studios, you'd have to save up some money and and have your friend's uncle who had a recording studio in his garage, get you in there. um, And you maybe had like two hours you could pay for So you maybe crank out like three songs or whatever. Um, But then who would listen to it? You, You might have to, you know, again, get CDs made, which wasn't always cheap, uh, and sell those out of the back of your van. Um, but now it's like, you can just find music anywhere. Um, so I don't think, I mean, I don't think rock and roll will ever die. I think it has its, its phases and it fluctuates. It comes into the, you know, zeitgeist and then kind of just goes, you know, a little underneath. Um, but I still think it has its place. I still think it has its, um, influence on, well, it's
1: still selling out. Stadiums. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can think of any of the if you want to talk about classic rock bands, or if you want to talk about current rock bands, or what you know what does the 13 to 18 year old crowd consider rock? Well, guess what? When we were kids, rock was a different thing. In the late 80s and early nineties, it was, you know, you had, I mean, shoot in the early 80s it was ACDC. then you know uh, it morphed into hair bands and then it went into uh alternative and it 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 they all had a common thread what that thread was who knows but it um it morphed i think that the um i'd say the intense music consumer um, whether that's 13 to 18 or, or 14 to uh, 25 or whatever it is, I think that they'll always be drawn to rock. However, it comes in and it, um, it reveals itself in different ways. Um, in, you know, and I, I hate to bring up Olivia Rodrigo, but, you know, Don't we talked about, I know we talked to <laughs> about her in a, in a previous podcast and I've heard that track again and you know what gets me pumped up about that track is that it's like, there's some grit to
0: it. This angst. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that, that is a foundation of rock and roll. Um, yeah. So whether, you know, the fans of her music or other music like that, whether they know they're getting excited from that uh, impulse or um, that uh, lives in rock or not i don't think it matters i think i think rock um it evolves it evolves
0: um yeah i mean it's the you can you can you know hey rock and roll is this sound it's this um it's got two guitars drummer bass whatever keyboards um yeah you can define it by that but i think you know people might disagree with me i'm not taking a hard stance on this either but you know you could take someone and, and this, the word rock star is used all the time with people who aren't in rock and roll bands. So I don't know if that's just, you know, um, slang these days, or can we really call someone who might be like a really great hip hop artist a rock star? I think you can, because it's all about attitude. It's all about yeah, yeah, yeah. how you present yourself and how you brand yourself. And um, yeah, like you are saying, you know, a pop song can have a lot of angst and hurt and rebelliousness in there. And I think to me, just whether or not it's rock and roll pop, it just makes a great song. I love that song. I listened to it probably three times yesterday. (laughs) You know, you think about it, actually you think about it
1: right now. What is it? What does every rock, if you really think about it, and this is bringing us back to Charlie Watts, every really solid rock tune has a awesome drummer has an awesome percussion has Mm -hmm. that's something that really gets you going. Um, and you know, granted, of course there's, you know, other music that, uh, that as is just intense, but what's, what's the music that makes you want to turn the radio up all the way, roll down the windows. It's something that's got Mm -hmm. a killer, um,
0: killer rhythm section. I will tell you what, uh, I went on a blind date with somebody and a long time ago, really nice person. Didn't work out. Anyway, she asked me this awesome question and I'll never forget it. Cause it's almost like, I don't know. I, I, I might use it. Um, not in a dating sense, but just to get to know somebody. Sure. She asked me, what's the one song that when you hear it, it makes you want to get out on the dance floor and boogie. And I immediately knew I said, it was uh rambling gambling man by Bob Seger. Every That's time true. I hear that dude, <laughs> And I can't dance, but I don't, it's like dance, like nobody's watching kind of thing. The only problem with that song, I think I've said it on this podcast before. It's too short. It's only like two minutes long. Yeah. So you got to listen to it like three times to really, you know. Really get get, get things going. Get the sillies out. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think it's all about just, I mean, it's typically, you know, four, four time. Yeah. You know, I know the Beatles try to write all their early stuff in uh, at 120 BPM beats per minute. Because My it was gosh. a great dance beat, like that's yeah, like your, yeah. I guess you're right, your um basis for like it makes you want to move. It's not too fast, it's not too slow. Um, so there's some science behind it too. Um, and I think if you were to sit down, um, any pop star or anyone who, you know, uh, the world might not think is uh, a rock and roller, I guarantee you a lot of their influences are some classic rock. Well, classic rock now, I mean, as of today, as we're recording this. Do you know what turned 30 years old today? I do know what turned 30 years old today. Why don't you tell the lovely people listening to this what just turned 30 years old? What Besides turned me.
1: 30 years old today is is a uh is a record that came out, was put out by a band mostly from Seattle, a singer from San Diego. And Chicago, yes. And um Who Still Surfs in Southern California, mind you. Um and I think I read today it has sold 13 million copies. Um That's it. I think.
0: I think. I yeah, know. That's it. Like right. today or in its debut? Probably today. I would assume. I think yeah? today. I think. Today. Well, you yeah. haven't really. You haven't told. Sorry. To of to course. Or. Of course. It's Pearl
1: Jam's Ten. Yeah. Pearl Jam's Ten.
0: Iconic. And then what's also funny is No Code, which I think came out twenty. Came out you know mid 90s like maybe 25 years ago they're both released on the same date obviously not the same year so that one's celebrating an anniversary as well which to me that's one of my favorite records of theirs as well uh vitalogy takes the cake but you know it's that's good. just me yeah. yeah but 10 man i mean i know people who aren't pearl jam fans anymore but they like that album or at least a few songs off that album um so luckily uh with that band they haven't had anyone pass away, but they've had to replace drummers quite a bit, no, but you. bands like, and this is, you know, I want to touch on this too, is one of the biz- biggest success stories is ACDC. Like you mentioned, their original singer, Bon Scott, when he passed away, they got Brian Johnson, a guy who, <laughs> I mean, could sing those songs in that register. Yeah. Like, I can't, yes. I, mean, I don't know how, how do, I've, I've seen ACDC in concert twice. Two of my favorite concerts, some of the loudest concerts. Yeah, same. Um, but also in their band, uh, Malcolm, the the brother uh, of Angus, the the rhythm guy, who wrote a lot of the music and the songs. Right, he passed away. Um, and they so when I saw them the second time, he Malcolm was still alive, but he he was hospitalized. And I think they got their, I want to say it was their nephew or someone in the family to play his parts, and it was cool and all, but. I like Malcolm was kinda like he was the unsung hero of the band. Sure, sure. And he was like this short guy with scraggly long hair and <laughs> um really talented because you know a lot of those licks are his. I mean, Angus does the lead, yeah, but he was he had a big hand in writing a lot of the songs and so um it was still fun, but it would have been cool to see uh Malcolm there. But you know, I hate to call anybody at a band um replaceable, but Sometimes it can work, you know, but ACDC is one of those odd cases where they actually found a lead singer to kind of propel them even more. A
1: a lead singer that his voice couldn't have been more different um, Mm -hmm. than Bon Scott's. Like you hear some original um, ACDC tracks. They're so good. But Bon Scott's voice is just, it's just like, I don't know. There's just, um, there's rocks.
0: Recognizable.
1: Yeah, there's rock singers um, that have a voice that I I think about Axl Rose, just because I'm a huge fan of Guns N' Roses, but you can just go down the list. Eddie Vedder, same vocals, amazing, but Bon Scott, like, you listen to it and you're like, you can hear, you can hear ACDC, same band as of today, you know, same 4-4 time, killer guitar, everything, but just this amazing voice. Now, They, you know, they made the decision like a bunch of other rock bands made. They said, listen, are we going to stop or are we going to keep going? And if, you know, as I was thinking about uh, today's, you know, podcast, I was just going through my head, all of the rock bands that, that, um, that went forward, you know, that uh, even some that, that lost people. This year. I mean, um, mm-hmm. didn't Billy Gibbons die? Was he as easy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They played that weekend after he wow. passed away. The, the, you know, I think once you're doing it for so long, it's just ingrained in you. And it's, and then,
0: it, and you know, we're not stopping. It's also, I think, um, speaks highly to like, maybe they're honoring the the memory True. or the contribution to that Good point. Because you know, once you're in a band for so long, you might hate each other, but you're still you still feel like family, right? It's like yeah. being married to everybody in the band. It's crazy, um, but yeah, like Leonard Skinnerd, they did it for a long time afterwards too, and they Maybe. lost a lot of people in their band. Um, That's crazy, yeah. And then you, of course you've got the whole Van Halen slash Van Hagar uh, debate. Um, and then when when Sammy left, then he I can never remember his name, the guy from Extreme. I think they recorded an album. Sebastian. No, no, no. He no. was he was he was in uh sorry. Skid Row. Oh, which by the way, Skid Row I think only had the one studio release, that album. I listened to it, I don't know, maybe 12 years ago for the first time and it was like, dude, every song's a banger. This guy can really <laughs> sing. But, no, it was the guy uh God, I'm going to beat myself up for forgetting his name, but um that didn't work out so well. And then of course, um you get uh Diamond Dave back in action and they kind of did it for a while to me, David Lee Roth, best front person. band. <laughs> I mean, I wish I got to I me mean, rest in peace, Eddie as well, but, uh, I wish I would have gotten to see Van Halen live. That would have been really fun. Not just for Eddie, obviously being Eddie Van Halen, but right. Diamond Dave, man. I mean, what a, just what a crazy dude. craziness. Right. So, you know, um, We're losing our our rock and roll heroes, which is sad, but hopefully, you know, new ones come along and keep keep that genre relevant and, uh, you know, um, continue to write great songs, continue to inspire us all um, because Lord knows we're both rock and roll fans and we're never going to stop listening to it. Um, But I wanted to talk about uh, since we are both musicians and and fans of music Mm -hmm. and guitar players, uh, I wanted to see. Uh, if you have a horror story of maybe what your first guitar was. And mine's not a horror story, but, um, you know, first guitars can be hit or miss. So oh, I always sure. like asking people who play, like, what was the first guitar you got? You know, what'd you learn on? Uh, so if you got one, please yeah, tell Yeah,
1: sure, man. Well, um, I, you know, when I first started playing, I I was just like one of those other kids that your folks put you on piano and just say, do this and, and, and figure it out. But, uh, but I had a teacher that would do this thing after school. It was in seventh grade and guitar was getting pretty hit. When I was in seventh grade, it was 89 or 88 guitars were in. And if you knew some buddies that had a couple of guitars and knew how to play a couple of chords, it was like, let's go. And you know, um, and I, I had a teacher, it was a woodshop teacher, that uh, that taught the kids some chords, and I just got hooked. My brother, lucky, luckily, I had a brother who um, saw what was inspiring me, and he said, you know what, I got a buddy that's got a guitar. He doesn't play it. Let's get it from him, and and so you can learn how to play. I say, boom, let's go. And he bought me this red dean z playmate with a black pick guard, and i thought it was the best thing funny thing electric guitar by the way I like a fender strat shape i didn't hmm. know that you needed an amp for these things so when playing, <laughs> how so, did
0: you think the sound came out
1: <laughs> well i just thought you just just beat it as hard as you can so i was breaking strings wow. left and right Left and right, and I'm just like, what am I doing wrong here? And then I how, put two- how come
0: I'm not playing loud enough? Why is it? How not come I'm not noise?
1: playing loud enough? So strings breaking all the time. I learned how to tune a guitar pretty quick because uh, all the strings are breaking, but um but I would say <laughs> the biggest horror story on that one is uh I lived in a two-story house, wooden stairs, old New England home, and uh I remember one night taking the guitar up the stairs and it had one of those like old, like rinky dink, like cardboard cases that you get old, like,
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Like the locks Mm -hmm. don't lock. Any rate, there was 14 hard Oak stairs to the second floor of my house. I remember going to the top, the case opened up and I looked back and I saw the guitar tumble down these wooden stairs. And I just, i i i didn't know what to do with myself but um the next stayed on everything stayed on it was just a couple tuning machines that got busted off that i had to kind of like tweak and all sorts of business but i was i was pretty scared i thought this is it this is you know somebody's telling me something the guitar isn't isn't the way I should go. But uh
0: I, I think it was the case. You probably just needed to up, upgrade that case. I yeah. have one of those cases. They're horrible. They're horrible. Uh do you still have that guitar? Do you still have it?
1: I you know what? Funny thing is, a buddy of mine at school said he had such a crush on the guitar, he said, I love that <laughs> thing. And uh and I was like, This is my first guitar, I'm not gonna sell my first guitar, man. But at it all happened at the same time. There was another kid in school that had Um, an Epiphone uh Sheraton, which is like Mm. an ES335 shape, um, a little bit Mm -hmm. cheaper. And he told me that he wanted to sell me that guitar, and I thought, I don't have any money, I'm a kid. Um, but I was like, I put two together, I said, wait a second if I got one friend that wants my guitar and I want that guy's guitar, let me see if I can just do a quick swap on all of this. So I told him it was a hundred bucks. He paid me a hundred bucks for my guitar and I paid him. I paid a hundred bucks to the kid that had the guitar. That was four times as cool as the one I had. He
0: wanted
1: sweet. And I told him, I said, why do you want to sell it to me for a hundred bucks? He said, I I you know my parents got me this I don't like this thing I mean it was one of those kids that like just didn't play guitar I don't know what right. but I yeah. scored it I still have it um but uh but yeah I kind of think about that like like my wife it's, has her first guitar and and she still plays it um but uh, but no I don't have it,
0: it What about if you wife, If you get a nice first guitar then yeah for sure keep it mine mine wa- wasn't um high school I saw the movie, the crow with Brandon Lee and he was a rock star in that movie. And I thought it was really badass. So the next day I'm like, mom, I want a guitar. So we went to a local guitar shop and we found a Lotus. It was, uh, basically a strat knockoff. Um, it was black with a white pickard rosewood fret, uh, fretboard. Nice. But do the thing weighed like 200 pounds. <laughs> it was like solid was like, walnut. Yeah. So, and then, um, and then we got like a little crate amp for it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I We bought a book, uh, a lesson book that had it came with a CD. So the only way I could tune it was like the track one was just someone going, boom, mm-hmm. That's how I tune it. And then you just learn like your basic. I'm glad it wasn't like Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. It was sure, an sure. actual like the blue, like, dun, 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 like the yeah, blues it, or whatever. whatever. And so I just kind of started thinking around and figured out what I thought was a power chord, but it was basically just holding down like the low E and the A and like, Oh, if I skip a fret, it makes like a quote unquote chord. There you go. Uh, and then, you know, finally some guys at school who played, um, we just started hanging out uh, cause they were in a band and I would just sit on the sidelines and then we would just jam. That's how I learned how to play. But anyway, that first guitar, I wasn't, I mean, I don't have it anymore um, and I'm not too sad about it. But yeah. uh, you know, uh, it was all right. But I'm glad with the selection I have now. So I, every guitar I have now, I probably will not get rid of because they all have sentimental value or a story. Like the first guitar about my own money, you know, was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my telly. Never getting rid of that thing. Um, and I recently uh, bought one and inherited one, so I'm up to eight now. Um, my my living space is getting a little crowded. That's
1: a lot of guitars.
0: I'll figure it out. Yeah, I don't want to get. I'm, I'm going to stop for now. I, I say that every time. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to get another <laughs> one, and then I get the itch like six months later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. But um, well, great, man. I'm I'm glad. Uh, you at least have one of your early guitars. That's, that's kind of yeah.
1: fun, dude. One of my favorite ones was actually when I was 14 and I saw um that Mr. Big tune. Yo um hold on little girl that one <laughs> no that's honest okay. oh. no. um, <laughs> what's it called um to be with you i think that's, that's what, what i'm talking about is that the one
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. little boss who talk too much when it's through we're it, we gonna get copyright claimed it's through. i think so i think so yeah
1: any rate but i saw who's the guitar player nuno bettencourt for that band
0: Mr. no Big. dude that that's the guy in extreme
1: no no maybe it was an extreme song any rate but he was playing this black acoustic electric,
0: yeah. Cutaway. You're, is, you're talking about Nuno, and it was probably either uh, um,
1: where's my guitar? I'll play it right you, now.
0: No, 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 it's uh, it's more than words. Was it more it's than not, words? No, it's not more than words. Was it the uh, other one? Do it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Was it the other It's like let's name that tune between uh, extreme songs. It was the one, um. Wholehearted. If I'm not blind, why can't I see? No, no? Oh, I'm embarrassing myself by singing no, these no, songs no, no, no. the
1: song. It's top. like no, it's like um, like all it's, yeah. Like, be with
0: uh, more be than that's
1: What I said.
0: Place Mr. anyway End that was a great grade. guitar i love a black acoustic with a cutaway Dude, awesome.
1: i saw and i went nuts i said this is awesome this is what guitar is about this guy's playing licks that are so awesome i told my mom i was like that's like i gotta get this guitar and i was like you know it, it it was just great and i held on to it forever and i fixed the neck because the cutaway was just so sweet i played it every day in high school like i was one of those kids that brought your that brought his guitar to high school it was Whoa, just um yeah one of those kids and uh dude it's just and now my i think my little i think my niece or nephew has it rate, anyway, it's okay. it's got uh it, it's i've played many a gig with it it's it's um um, and it's a knockoff. You know, it's like a $200 guitar sure. or something. Well, but you
0: know what? I I had a Seagull acoustic I loved and it mm-hmm. broke. The headstock came right off it. I like knocked it over on accident and I freaked out. I had, I think, 100, 200 bucks. I needed a guitar because I was writing and like playing. I was just out of college. So I ran to the local music shop and they had a Washburn for sale. And go. I was like, all right, let's just buy it. Can you f- I had enough to, for them to set it up? Dude, I still have a thing and it plays like a dream. It's kind of, it's like anything. If it, as long as it sounds good and it, and it's built well, you know, I mean, having a $2,500 guitar would be great, but if it works, man, it works. And that thing has been on the road. I've recorded with it, played tons of shows. So anyway, we love Dude, guitars. Josh
1: Burns are great. I got one too.
0: Yeah. And not it's, bad.
1: There, there it's a, uh, it, it's, it's a
0: humdinger. Yeah. They're quality, quality products. That's right. <laughs> I hate that word sponsored products. I just, by yeah, sponsored by. sponsored by. Speaking of sponsored by, uh, we've gone over time, so we're gonna we're gonna end it here. Uh, long live rock and roll. Long live Nick. Long live me. Long live you, listening out there. And long live guitars. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'll see you uh, back in October for episode number eight, which is my lucky number. But this is episode number seven. It's easy for me to say. And you've been listening to Sonic Inducers presented by Adam. See you on the next one.